This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. Deanna, today as we begin the analysis, I uh, want to welcome everybody here and uh, thank you for listening again. Um, there's a lot of talk, uh, a lot of writing, a lot of conversations uh, in today's world around the idea of artificial intelligence and uh, all of the good that it brings to our world, the positive benefits to human existence. Of course, there's kind of the resistance also to it, uh, usually related to what kind of jobs is it going to take away? And it, are we are we creating uh, avenues for people to not work as much as they could or should? Are we taking jobs away from human beings? That tends to be kind of where people resist some of the uh, growth of technology in our world. And while they may resist that, they'll embrace it in lots of other ways. Um, but that's probably not the biggest concern that we would have when we think about the ideas of artificial intelligence and the growth of technology. Yeah, because I think that one of the things that you're right, and it came to mind when I was watching a presentation on artificial intelligence, there was a person giving a theological presentation. And one of the things that he said was, it's not necessarily the devices that are being created. He said, it's what is behind the devices. Mm -hmm. What are the repercussions that are going to be long term? And we're not necessarily thinking about those things. So I think that we have tension with particular things that we see things immediately happening, mm-hmm. but we don't necessarily think about it in things like playback for YouTube videos or mm-hmm. for playback on listening to podcasts. Because one of the things that has come to my attention has been that when you listen to podcasts and say you typically listen on a normal speed and you realize, hey, I can listen quicker Mm -hmm. on a 2.0 speed. And so you begin to do that. And then all of a sudden when you're engaging with people and they begin pausing or taking a second, then Mm -hmm. you might find yourself getting irritated listening to them. Or maybe you think, they're talking too much or they're talking too long or you may begin to do some of those things. And so when we're thinking about technology, it can be useful on one end Mm -hmm. and really helpful in a certain situation, but then it can create these other things that are not necessarily always good for humanity. And I think those are some of the things with technology we need to be talking about. Yeah. And and we don't talk about them very often. We don't even think about some of those things affecting the way we look at other human beings or even ourselves, how we look at relationships. What you're talking about is is very obvious, uh, uh, a benefit in terms of 
getting through some kind of material faster. I've used that when I'm trying to listen to something that needs to be done. And I go, there's an hour's worth of listening to this, <laughs> but I can speed this up. My brain will still take it in um, and I can get done quick. That's a great benefit. But we, what we're really doing is we're beginning to cater the world to what we want it to be, right? We're, we're making a world in our own image, uh, which is a challenge to who yeah. we're supposed to be. When we think about theology and God is creator and we're creature, and all of a sudden we're sliding over into with, with artificial intelligence and with some of these virtual reality things, we're, we're able to begin to craft a world we like and we want. And that not only speaks to harm in our relationship with other people, mm-hmm. but it starts to speak about harm in our relationship to God. And when we think about our relationship with God, I think one of the starting points we have to to think about is the Imago Day. And I know that sounds kind of crazy with mm-hmm. the idea of, oh, we're talking about artificial intelligence. Wait a minute, why are we talking about the Imago Day? Well, I think that we really have to have this grounding in Genesis and mm-hmm. Genesis 127 where he says, you know, that he is making in his image, right? Mm-hmm. right. And what, what does that mean? One of the things that it means is that we are relational people, mm-hmm. not only relational with God vertically, right? But mm-hmm. we're relational with other people horizontally. Mm-hmm. And how we look at them, how we treat them, all of those things are going to be important, especially for the Christian. And and we're rational beings. We're thinking beings, right? And we have this ability to create and to progress and to do things that are extraordinary, Mm -hmm. actually. I look at some of these things and... I wonder if I only got like part of my brain or something because these people that are making these things, mm-hmm. uh, they're able to see and create in ways that I don't even think of. But I do think that when we're looking at these kinds of creations and and we want to develop and grow for the good, i.e., for example, hearing aids, right? Mm-hmm. We want to use these types of things. Uh, we also have to think about, you know, what is that doing with the way that we treat one another, how we treat the world around us? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And I know that those things are going to be important in the discussion. Yeah. Yeah. As you bring up the Imago Day uh, in, in the Genesis account, the Genesis story unfolds with God creating here is our world, uh, formless and void. He begins to put order to it and then begins to separate the waters. He um, makes the creatures to swim in the seas and the birds to fly in the air. He makes animals and plants on the land. And all these stories unfold. I mean, all the, all the days unfold of creation. And with each one of those, I think it's 10 times it says, after its kind, after its kind, after its kind. Uh, and so you get this, you know, he's making this and it's going to be after its kind. And so when you get to the, the creation of man, you expect that same kind of pattern. Mm-hmm. But you don't get that pattern with man. Man's not in the same kind as the plants or the animals or anything else he made. It's after his kind. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And, and that's where we get this idea of we're made in the image of God. We're made after the kind of God. And, and, and we understand what that means is the things that you've described, uh, how we're relational, how we have a conscience, how we have logic, we have shared attributes. He creates out of nothing, but he gives us the ability to create, use what he's made and create. He gives us a command to subdue the world, mm-hmm. uh, to steward it, but to steward it like he acted. And I, I think that the fall comes along and challenges man to run after making the world the way they want, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the temptation that you're, you, you now want to be not just like God, you want to be God. And because you're made in the image of God, that's who you are, but you want more than that. That's the temptation. And these advancements are wonderful, but we don't stop to think about, am I going to use these and steward all that's been made Mm -hmm. the way God would steward it, where it brings him glory and good for mankind? Or am I going to skip past that and behave in such a way, use in such a way, steward in such a way that it only pours back into benefiting me and I'm not worried about the rest of the of the world. I'm not worried about whether it brings God glory or not. And it's the ethic behind the use of the technology that really begins to be in question. Yeah, that really brings to mind a quote that I was thinking about when we were preparing for this podcast as you were talking about the fact that we want to create our own world, John Lennox in 2084, he says, the fall happened when human beings began to think of themselves as more than an image of God and desired to be God. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of people that use particular devices and things, and they're not necessarily thinking, I want to be God in this, but sometimes these things tend to take us away from God's desire Mm -hmm. and we end up in this lane of pursuing things that, oh, wait a second, God, you know what? I know you created it that way, but I think this might be better for my life. And then we begin to treat the people around us differently. And I was thinking about Mm -hmm. this when I was thinking about there is something new that Microsoft has in the software and especially during COVID that was really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. And it is the noise reduction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're in a meeting, you can be working on Teams or what are other Zoom, Zoom, anything like that. Anything yeah, yeah. where you're a, you're a networking conference software. Y- yes. Anywhere where you're doing anything like that. And, you know, you have somebody in the background and they're getting chips out of a bag or Mm -hmm. something like that. Well, you can put it on the noise reducer Mm -hmm. and it will dismiss that noise and focus in on your voice. And so it'll help the meeting be more effective, right? Right. And I think that those things are good. I also think we have to consider what is that doing to the room around us, right? Mm-hmm. I know we're, we're having to work at home, but what does that mean for the relationships at home? Mm-hmm. Do we start doing that on a regular basis? Do we start noise reducing all the time? I mean, yeah. we've kind of done that with headphones a sure. little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I appreciate headphones. I mean, I work out with headphones. Mm-hmm. And so 
I, I'm part of this society that's using these devices. I still think that it, it has to bring us to a place where we go, how am I treating the people around me? And one of the things that I know that I will always do is if I am somewhere and there's a lot of people, I'll take one device out and show mm-hmm. that I'm listening. And if somebody walks up to me, I go ahead and drop both of them. Mm-hmm. If I have on sunglasses, a lot of times I'll take the sunglasses off because I want them to see eye to yeah, eye. Yeah. I don't think sunglasses are bad. Right. And it's not bad if somebody doesn't take them off. But I just wonder what these things are doing around us yeah. to communicate to the people we're, we're supposed to be relational with. Yeah, yeah. Um, driving ourselves back into uh, interacting with other image bearers versus the ability to kind of block out uh, these other people that are also made in the image of God. And I think that's talking about Imago Dei. Sometimes we get focused in on, well, I'm made in the image of God. And it becomes even then very self-focused of how I'm supposed to take care of myself and what I'm supposed to do with my life. And, And it really is a reminder that Every human being is made in the image of God uh, and that I need to see them and I need to hear them and I need to respect them and I need to love them, right? I I may need to serve them or help them because they're made in God's image. I may disagree with many of them on issues or uh, we may have theological major differences, but they're still humans made in the image of God. And how do I relate to them? All of these technologies can cut that out whether it's people that we already have a good relationship with or blocking out things that we don't want to know or things we don't want to see or be confronted with. I think about the technologies to know what's going on with a a woman that's about to give birth and what you can discover about your child and how, how likely they would be to be predisposed to certain things. And then her having the opportunity to go, well, just get rid of that child. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to deal with that harsh reality and 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 can even justify it with well, it wouldn't be good for a person to live with that kind of uh, handicap or uh, disability so i'm actually doing something honorable by getting rid of this life right and that was really the first time i was kind of confronted with that thought was in the bearing of our own children and being asked about some of those kinds of tests and you just go you know at the end of the day it doesn't matter if we do the test or not because we're going to have the baby and we're going to love the baby. It's going to be a baby in the image of God and we're going to we're going to love and serve that child the way it's been created and it not knowing he or she at that point. Right, right? Right. Um, so I, I think we can we can do that there, but we're able to. You brought up the idea of Photoshop in, mm-hmm. in our conversation. Mm-hmm. We we can just as simple with our phone after we take an image of ourselves or somebody else before we're going to post that, we can make it look tremendously better than it actually did in the photograph. Mm -hmm. We can also make it look tremendously worse than it did. There's some of these Photoshopping things that can make things look bad, ugly, distorted. And so we can make ourselves look great and we can make others look undesirable and change people's opinions by them posting that image. Yeah, and I think that this is a problematic on so many levels because there is something to the idea of having a picture where you can remove 
like a tire in the background. And you think, oh, that's not that big a deal. But when you begin to distort things for your benefit, Mm -hmm. we're at a sad place. I also think that it's interesting because a lot of people are wanting to dismiss things around us with these virtual things, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, are, are, these people are, are wanting or longing for something that is perfect. And you go back in history and you see this ontological argument, and it's about this idea that we want perfection in things because there is a perfect being and we have this longing for the perfect, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because he created us and we we have this longing for that. And I think that we're seeing this throughout some of these devices yeah. and we're wanting this perfect kingdom. Yeah. It's our kingdom, we're ruler of the kingdom, but there really is, there is a perfect kingdom that is to come. This idea of diminished glasses, right, Mm -hmm. that's been talked about. And I think that there have been recent articles in January and February that you can look up. They're they're calling it DR now, the diminished idea. And that's what you're talking about there in the Photoshopping, removing something Mm -hmm. with these diminished glasses give you the ability to put them on and you can diminish objects around you. So like yeah. if there's a piece of trash on the ground, then it will dismiss it. You won't right. be able to see it. Right. And I, I saw where in a movie, I didn't see the movie itself, but I read about it and they took it to the extreme mm-hmm. where the person put on the diminished glasses and there were people that they didn't like in their lives. And so the diminished glasses would just remove them from being able to see them. So you could calculate it in your computer. The mm. diminished glasses, when they encountered the person, yeah. they just they wouldn't be able to see them. It would block them out. Yeah. And what is that doing yeah. to our relationships, right? Yeah, yeah. I read an article uh, thinking about this subject we're going to talk about today. Uh, related to all the homelessness in San Francisco and how people were so, you know, that was such a big deal, especially COVID and coming out of COVID and how bad homelessness became, homeless people living in everybody's streets and uh, using the restroom on the ground and horrible things that need to be addressed. But the idea of being able to use some kind of diminished reality lens or glasses where you could put those on and walk out into your streets in San Francisco. And what if uh, the refuse on the ground now look like flowers? What if the homeless person and the tent cities began to look like cottages in a village and the homeless person looked like a, a guy going on a jog or whatever? And, and you're going, this is what people like want, long for. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't a, oh, this would be a bad idea. It's like, how can we get how can we get there? How can we create this reality so that we don't have to see all of these negative things? And it, it makes me think about uh, the verses in Scripture. And you can go to the Gospels. Luke's account of the Good Samaritan uh, comes out of this story of the lawyer coming to Jesus to say, what's the first and greatest commandment? And we've talked about this before. 
but Jesus says, it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one's like it. I know you didn't ask for this, but let me tell you, it's to love your neighbors yourself, where he's combining the law and saying you love God and you love others. Um, and then he goes into, who's my neighbor? You say love your neighbors yourself. Well, who is my neighbor? You know, get, give me a target. And Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan and all the people that passed by. And you go, well, who would pass by somebody in such dire straits as this guy that's all beat up? Well, here we are going, how do I get rid of the unwanted in my world where mm-hmm. I don't even have to see it? And I'm just going to say this last thing because I know we're running out of time, but you're absolutely right. That's such a great illustration to remind us that our hearts are not far from where they were in the first testament if we're not walking with the lord and we long for this idea of truth and beauty and goodness and we have dismissed god but we still want beauty and goodness and we're going to create our own reality to get it And we need to be reminding people that there's something greater and better than a false reality of this beauty, of this goodness that is trying to be created through a lens. There's something that is going to be eternal and it's magnificent. And the being in the presence of God is going to be more than what we could ever have thought. And the only way we can know that is is through Christ. Yeah. And being able to extend and tell people about that. So we don't sell ourselves short for something that is false when we can have something that is true and good and beautiful. Yeah, that's a good word, Deanna. Thank you for that. I hope that this encourages you to uh, embrace the good of technology and use it for uh, gospel glories and to also just recognize there's dangers in it and uh, to consider the ethic behind those behind technologies and their invention and the people that are using them. God bless and thanks for listening.